Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels and today I have Justin Smith on. He and I have connected on LinkedIn and if those um, of you who have been following me um, have listened, you'll know that we've done one other episode, our first episode, which talked about Justin and how he created his very special travel experiences. And I do uh, suggest that you go back and you do a listen because we have a lot of wonderful information on there. But today, Justin is going to talk about his um, his company, the experiences that he wants you to enjoy as you travel around the world. And they're very unusual and they're very unique. So, Justin, I'm not going to try to um, to explain because I think you'll be able to explain in much more detail to do it service and the justice that it deserves. So thank you so much for uh, being on. I look forward to talking to you about this today. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Um, this is actually our third time together. Um, um, we did the intro the first time. Last week we talked about sustainability. That's so right. That's right. We. That's right. Yeah, I hope your listeners will particularly go back and pick up that one if they didn't. But um, for myself, I've been in the travel industry my whole career, 35 years now, and spent 13 years on board ships and then transferred over to a transition to land-based positions working for cruise lines and tour operators doing operations and product development and product development being sort of tour, you know, design. And that really was what resonated with me. And then a few years ago, started my own company with the Evolve Traveler when I realized it was, you know, tourism didn't always leave the best footprint. So it was, uh, I wanted to make sure that I left uh, the business knowing that I had done something to hopefully make it a little bit better. So um, your company has such a, a wonderful impact in how you Thanks, develop sir. and design these experiences because you are very thoughtful to make sure that the local community um, is served. And at the same time that the groups that um, you are hosting come away with um, really these great memories. Do you want to talk about um, different locations and how you kind of design these um, evolved experiences? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. That is one of the core components of the evolved travel. Um, and they are called Evolved Experiences. And it is to uh, take our guests a little bit more in depth and really engage them, be it with the local people or the local communities, in some instances both. Uh, often they're synonymous. Um, and it is to really just say, hey, we're going to take this further. We're going to take this to the next level going to take you off the beaten track. It's so easy, I think, in a group tour to get lost on the beaten track. And there, that's almost an oxymoron, right? Get lost on the beaten track. But it, to me, it becomes very sterile, if you will. It's look to the left, look to the right. There's the church. Let's go in the museum. What Really, what are you doing? I mean, are you there to see the country or experience it? And to see and experience it, in my opinion, are two different things. I want you to experience it. Ergo, the evolved experience. Um, and I can use that as a broad stroke to define our itineraries. But as you were mentioning, it's also a core component of the evolved traveler. 
Before I get a little further into that, I want to thank you for bringing up the one point about engaging with the people, the local people, and uh, are they a part of it? Um, because as we discussed last week, that is a big part of sustainable tourism that many people are not aware of. And I'd like to reiterate that point, that part of sustainable tourism is how you engage with the local communities. Are they a part of that process? And that's not to say, are they showing up for it? Were they involved in how you came to see them? Were they part of you know, making the rules for your visit? Um, are they benefiting from it? That's one of the most important. Are you there under the premise of respecting their culture and their heritage and certainly them? So thank you, um, it gave me a great chance to give Sustainable Tourism another plug. With that, <clears throat> the evolved experience varies from destination to destination. There are times that it has a philanthropic aspect to it. There are times that it's more just a deepening uh, experience of where you are. And I know offline, you and I touched on this one time, but I'm going to use the same analogy of experiential travel, because I feel that uh, about five or six years ago, certainly long before COVID, um, everybody in the travel industry became an expert in experiential travel, no matter who you spoke to. They were, you know, could provide experiential travel. Um, my thought on that was we were only addressing half of the equation. We were only addressing the experience of our clients, not the destination, not the people and the communities that we were visiting. But we had to take that into consideration too. And if you recall, the um, analogy that I used with you was you could have a party. Uh, walk me to the door. I could say, Jackie, that was a great party. I can't wait for the next one. You shut the door behind me and say, man, that jerk is never coming back to my house. <laughs> Same party, two different experiences. So, you know, now put that into the, the context of travel. What is the locals experience of us when we leave? We want that to be meaningful. We want that the, the local communities, our hosts, to have as much of a positive experience from our visit as we have from it. And that is part of what the evolved experience is about. Now, a couple of the examples I'll give, this one's a little bit more on the philanthropic side, is that in Vietnam, we work with an organization called the Life Start Foundation. And it takes at-risk or impoverished youth from the outlying communities and brings them to Hoi An and teaches them skills to work in the hospitality industry and meaningful skills so that they are able to not only have an income for themselves, but for their families and better yet, a sustainable income, which that ripples down, that has a ripple down effect not only for them, the families, but the local economies as well. It's such a beneficial thing when the, when the income that these young, young people um, learn, uh, when their skills that they learn and the income they make has a ripple down effect in a positive way. And the Life Start Foundation does such a wonderful job with that. So on our trips in Vietnam, we ask our guests to 
go and spend an afternoon uh, with these uh, young people and hear their stories and actually have lunch that they've prepared for them. And then they do a Vietnamese lantern making uh, workshop, which is one of the skills that they learn through the Life Start Foundation. So it is uh, really an engaging and fun. And every time the guests come back, that is the first thing that they mention. Um, that, you know, it's not the five-star hotel that they stayed in. It wasn't having, you know, the five-star meal. It was that, and that, you know, in Vietnam. Um, and as I say, they vary greatly in Africa. We do, um, in Rwanda, um, we work with the gorilla doctors, which to me is really cool. And that is, we have um, time before our guests go and do the gorilla trekking to meet with the doctors who actually go into the field, if you will, the mountains in this case, um, and are the vets to the mountain gorillas. And they tell us about the process and the stories are just fascinating. So, you know, in that case, that's a bit different than something than in, in Vietnam. Um, in Tanzania, we work with the Kopi Lion Foundation. And to me, this is the best of both worlds. What this does is teaches the Maasai in um, Tanzania to live in harmony with the lion population, which again might sound kind of counterintuitive. But the reason for that is, is that as the young Maasai men come of age to show their virility, they go and kill a lion. So in order to curb that, the Kobe Lion Foundation teaches them other means of proving that virility without killing the animals. And so our guests then go and spend time both with the Maasai and the people who work with the Kobe Lion Foundation. Um, so those are uh, three of the examples of the Evolve experiences. And again, they're woven into every trip that we do. And they will vary from destination to destination. Um, and as I say, it's almost always the first thing that the guests come back and talk about. And it is the thing that I love vetting and looking for the most in the destinations. Because the museums are always going to be there. The five-star hotels are always going to be there. But these, to me, these are the experiences that we originally traveled for. Somewhere along the line, I think we got sort of off, off the tracks, excuse the pun, um, you know, and uh, we got into um, a hop on, hop off mentality uh, with travel that doesn't necessarily do it justice or do our guests or even do the destination justice. So that's the uh, intent of the Evolve experience. I love it. Um, I, I agree with you. We have the um, the same sort of fast food mentality with travel in terms of um, going in, seeing, and then leaving. Um, what size are your groups and how does that work? Thank you. Um, we do cater to, um, I feel fortunate in a way, we are in a great position where we don't have to pivot to meet this quote new normal. Um, we have always catered to small groups of no more than 10 to 12 
and in this case, they almost always know each other. Um, we don't typically run um, get set departure dates. So the, we have the programs. They're always customizable. The guests tell us when they want to go. Um, we are going to have a couple special event programs for late in 2021, um, but uh, no more than 10 or 12. Um, again, they usually know each other, small groups, families, couples, or solo travelers. So that's as big as our groups are, is 10 to 12 and down from there. So um, right now we're right in that sweet spot of, of where people are looking to uh, the comfort zone for travel. So um, being in the travel space, I understand the challenge of booking travel these days. Um, and so I'm going to ask you the question that everyone's probably wondering about. What happens if we book now and then find that there is a change? So I know you and I had talked about your company's policy. Do you want to share more information about that? Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, we have our ease of uh, mind booking policy in place um, and that will be in place through this corona era um, until everybody feels secure um, and you know however long that is we will have it in place and it effectively allows our guests to book and allows them to cancel um, up to seven days in advance for a hundred percent travel credit and I would just mention to everyone who's listening, um, you know, I'll, I'll share a little bit for those that might not know um, the, the role that I play in the travel spaces. I am also a certified travel consultant. Um, the, the, the ability to uh, book for me is uh, a little bit different uh, just because Justin is really um, crafting and creating some very special experiences but if you would like just to book on your own and hotels or air or excursions which is separate then you're able to use my discount wholesale travel platform i go for less and i'll in include that information in the little box below the podcast um, but i know that justin and i both agree that no matter where you travel these days even before you need to be thinking about getting travel insurance and um, travel insurance can take a lot of different forms, whether you're looking, you know, at travel protection versus travel insurance. So it's something you need to ask the questions because one might not cover as much as another. And so, again, whether you um, obtain the travel insurance through myself or another agent or through Justin's contacts, it's something that you need to think about uh, because it's not just about cancellation because of COVID. Um, other things happen on trips, medical emergencies, well, things like I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, or I think a lot of times too, Jackie, that guests think that it pertains to them and often it may not be. It may be a family situation that they have to cancel for. You just never know. Um, but, you know, Really define print, speak to your travel advisor. And if I can piggyback on that, you know, it's so important right now to work through a travel advisor of any kind who's going to be able to help you navigate everything that's going on and what you need to know, what's open, what are the testing required. You know, for example, you and I have spoken about Costa Rica. We've got a couple of uh, new Costa Rica programs coming out. Um, and they require, they don't require testing. 
but they require specific insurance. And at least a couple of the primary travel insurance companies here in the U.S. do not carry the insurance required to go into Costa Rica. So you need to ask your travel advisor or your tour operator that you're purchasing from, am I covered? So for in our case, we're going to buy that for the client. We're going to buy that for our guests. And then they can also purchase regular travel insurance on top of it so that they know that they're covered. But they need to know to ask. And in most, a lot of times, they may not know what we know in the industry. So again, make sure that you'd be working with a travel advisor uh, like Jackie or a tour operator because they're going to know the ins and outs. Very true. Very true. Um, I... Um... I don't have any other questions for you tonight. I know we're going to be having many more conversations about your specific excursions and experiences. Uh, do you have any last minute um, thoughts or um, things that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, I would suggest that you check out um, the Justin's website and contact him so that way you can get specifics about the packages that he's been mentioning uh, because he does create, he has ones that are created now, but he's constantly creating new ones because he's always exploring new areas. So even though you might see something that you'd like to book now, keep looking because, you know, again, there are new things that are being developed all the time. And what you see can be customized. Everything that's there can be customized. It's You can take what you see on the website. And by the way, we've got a great new website coming out in a couple of weeks that I'm really excited about. So this the website that's up there now is in its final days. Give us a couple of weeks and you're going to see a great new website. But at any time, what you see um, is uh, available as is or it can be customized. So, um, you know, nothing is set in stone. We just want our guests to have the best possible experience and we want them to be part of that process. Yep. And the, the one last thing that I'll mention is traveling, even though for some areas it might be paused, other areas travel is happening. So definitely, you know, think about how you can plan. And um, like Justin said, reach out, get the information. Um, because all of us love to travel around the world and it's, um, we are in a new normal, but I think that we can travel safe. We just have to, uh, travel smart and travel wise and take the precautions. Yeah. Keep informed. And again, the best way to do that in regard to travel is with a travel advisor or a tour operator. Look at the situation here in the U S. Um, unfortunately where it's rather, uh, grim at the moment. And my point is, it's going to be fluid. The travel situation is going to be fluid. Um, and it's our job to keep on top of it. Thank you. I will talk to you soon on the next episode. Have a great one. Look forward to it, Jackie. Thank you.